0: Welcome back to another episode of Manifest Mindset. We're back today uh, before Christmas. Actually, still a while from Christmas. But me and Nick are here, um, and we're excited. Because today we have something special. Both me and Nick have a topic that we want to talk about
1: today. Right, and usually when Bob and I come in, we have no idea what we're talking about, and it's still great. So this will, at minimum, be entertaining. Yeah. So Actually, before we get started, Bob... As all good traditions are pulling out this check you know turning this idea reminding ourselves of the reality that it exists within for our accountability check is on the table
0: look at that bringing it back all the way to this check Um, yes so do you want to start off with what you wanted to talk about
1: yeah absolutely um so with some recent things going on with myself and everything I've been thinking of this idea of urgency. Okay. Um, and kind of two things are springing this into light for me. Um, well, for Bob and I coming up, we just finished today. It was the last day of classes for us at college, and we've got finals we coming up next week. So at least for myself, very heavy load. Got through a lot of practicals. Got a lot of finals to go. Um, the sense of urgent urgency is very real, and putting that pressure on myself to be able to respond well um and i think it's a really interesting concept because there are i think everything in our life that we have to do can be divided into four categories okay they can either be urgent or not urgent and they can either be important or not important so you can have something that's not urgent and not important that means you don't care about it at all yes cool you can have something that's not urgent, but very important, like a long, long-term long goal. It's not urgent, it's not coming up, but it's something that you want to work for. You can have something that's urgent, that's not important. All those kind of little stupid daily things that you just got to get done, got to do. Yeah,
0: like emails, for example.
1: Yeah, like emails. Yeah. You got to be courteous, got to be professional, all that stuff. But then you've got the urgent and important things. Um, some people might see these as crises you have to respond to immediately, um, but there are things that are important to you that are, You just got to do, and they're they're urgent. They're in your face. They're ready. It's like that lion you talked about, Bob, being in the room with the lion, having the accountability ready for you. Um, So the urgency is very on for me right now. And I think that it's important for people to bring that sense of urgency further. Um, Now I want to share a little something that is even more personal to me.
0: Okay. Before that, so you said that. It's urgent right now for you. Yeah, for me. Is it important for you? As it is well? important. It is okay. important.
1: Absolutely. Great clarification, because um, you know I have busted my butt all semester, yep. and I want to be able to show that the understanding that I have and to perform when the time comes down to it.
0: So, so this this urgent important thing that you're talking about right now is is more so related to you your coursework, your your schooling. Yeah. In PT school right now. In PT
1: school right okay. now. Exactly. Just to clarify. Yeah. Um, Oh, then one more kind of urgent, important thing going on. Um, so recently somebody in my family very close to me um, suffered from this, like, ra- a ran I don't want to get into the, the detailed specifics, but a random health um, issue that came up. And, you know, fortunately that there is – it was serious. It was urgent. Um, but they're stable. They're doing fine and all that. But it was incredible. And it was tough on everybody, tough on everybody in my family. Um, but it was incredible to see the number of people who came together immediately. Because our relationship and their relationship to this person was very important. Okay. And there was an immense sense of urgency. How everybody just, we kind of rallied the troops, everybody got together, um, You know, whether people need to travel, drive people all over the place, make the support team happen. Um, Everybody just kind of geared up and made it happen and made those priorities happen. And so I think in reflecting for myself, when I've made what I call quote-unquote big moves for myself, okay. when I've done things that have been a transformational change, when I've, you know, you look back on your life, I look back on my life and I think of these decisions I've made that are these pivotal moments of, ooh, if I made this a different choice, my life could be totally different, absolutely. Those moments, those decisions, were when I transformed something to another cat to another category. When I brought the category of importance and urgency. So I kind of took, I took the time to cast out the other things, cast out the clutter, and I made more things important and urgent. I brought the important and urgent to the forefront, and those things that are important but non-urgent. I try and make them urgent. And so I think it's this idea of having your, like we've talked about a lot, having your long-term goal, your long-term goal being the important but not urgent part, breaking that up into small daily things that you are ready and hungry to accomplish. And so making those smaller things urgent and important.
0: So you're saying that you're taking the things that are not urgent, Mm-hmm. Right, that, that are not in your face yep. like a five year goal right, right. for example that are important yeah. and you're making them urgent for you at the moment
1: Absolutely. so, so
0: you're, you're going for that
1: because I, for me urgency is reality Okay. urgency is what's right in front of your face right at this moment and if I want to have an action plan to get to that five year goal like you said yep. how can I bring it into reality
0: Yeah. Definitely. so once you
1: bring it into reality you can deal with it it's no longer just an abstract thought.
0: Huh. That's interesting. So the, the the two experiences that you just talked about, your schooling, uh the the family member. Yeah. So so those were both important and
1: urgent. Urgent, right? yeah.
0: Um and then you mentioned you're trying to bring your important but not urgent things into the forefront. Yeah. So so what are those I know you hinted upon those previous episodes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, right. But what are they personally for me?
0: Yeah, so, so how have you taken the steps to bring them into more urgency? Absolutely. More urgency. Great question, that's Bob. That makes sense.
1: Um, so in the future, um, so yeah, again, I'm a last year physical therapy student. Um, I really want to kill a job when I get out, whether that's in a orthopedic residency program that I'm looking at, whether that's in another very high qualified job where I might even be able to have some part-time lab teaching abilities. Um, I w- I really want to have a high-caliber job where I have an opportunity to be under direct mentorship of a really high-caliber physical therapy mentor or mentors, as well as a chance to mentor students myself. So that's the important to me. It's very important. That's that's my destination. That's where I'm going. But it's not urgent yet.
0: Mm-hmm. It's not in the forefront.
1: Not in the forefront. Okay. But I'm bringing it to the forefront. Yeah. I'm bringing it to the forefront by going on different job interviews.
0: Yep.
1: So I've already started doing some of that stuff. Um, I'm bringing it to the forefront by pursuing continued education courses as a student to take initiative to say, here's my area of interest, my, um, to some degree, a specialty that I want to continue to pursue. I've made it urgent by shadowing other PTs, other sports med physicians to gain their perspective about our healthcare field, about how they handle it, to learn from them. I've talked with um, other entre- entrepreneurial-type minds in the health field to learn their business model, to learn how they work, and so I can um, you know, create mine, create a side hustle in the future for myself. These ideas that I keep having... Um, Really just trying to bring them into reality to bring them to the forefront and taking action steps because urgency is about action to me. Yep. Um ultimately you can have urgency in your life and you can fold and you can quit. Um, but that's not who I am. And so I think I know that once I decide to commit to something, I'm I'm really gonna stay with it. So I think that some people, you know, they see the urgency in front of them and they get scared and intimidated immediately. Mm. Now I'll be real. Do I want to take every single final that I have to take next week? If I can choose? Yeah. Probably not. Mm-hmm. But that's that's just not the situation I'm in. I have to go after it. Yeah. And I'm treating it the same way for these other opportunities I'm pursuing. I'm treating them as just as urgent, just as important, because they're they may not be quote-unquote mandatory by an external force, but I choose to make them mandatory for myself because it's something I want to pursue and invest in myself and become better in.
0: I like that. Um, and and I, I think I've been going through the same thing recently, like just from talking on these podcasts. Yeah. It's made me really think about myself, what's important and how, well, what's important and what are things that are not urgent that, that is important.
1: So you're saying it's helped you evaluate your priorities?
0: Yes. and And it's really like, I guess, shaped towards, how I'm going to gonna get to where I want to go. Okay. And like in the past, I mentioned that I want to open my own, own clinic. Absolutely. Um, my own, my own clinic with some online portion of, of coaching. Yeah. Uh, so wellness, fitness. And the original plan was to graduate school, go to a residency and then just start my own clinic. Yeah. And just profit. Do your know. thing. D- do,
1: do my thing after profit that. Profit off the charts. There you go, yes. Bob. Uh,
0: that was the original plan. And back in, Back in 2016, I was looking over my goals today, and my goals for 2016 was start my own clinic, be profitable, have an online coaching portion, um, and have a podcast and a YouTube channel. Okay. Right, that that impacted people and changed lives, that built confidence in fitness and mental health. Yeah. Uh, pretty much. That was my goal in 2016, and you can say that two years down the line. I'm still reaching for it. I'm still going for it, right? Yeah. But the past month, uh, just thinking about, really introspectively thinking about what I'm doing, kind of shifted a little bit. Okay. Um, so the YouTube channel I was doing in 2016, uh, I did it for a year. Yep. It, was, it was fun, but it was also tedious. And then I stopped after a year. Okay. Okay. Um, then I started online. A blog posting, which I'm still doing. Yep. I still enjoy doing. Still uh, putting content out. Um. The goal now for me is is not to go to a residency anymore. Yeah. But instead, uh, just just look. So so my goal is to have a clinic, right? Yeah. And my mom already has her own acupuncture clinic. Yeah. And her plan is is to to give it to me. Wow. When uh, for physical I, I grew, therapy, for, for physical therapy, for acupuncture, uh, for both, right? Um, so, I've been thinking to myself, why not just start this clinic building process now instead of waiting two years?
1: Right, until waiting until you get the golden ticket, being the golden ticket of your PT license. Yes,
0: yeah, so until I until I graduate, until yeah. I think
1: I quote unquote can start. Building businesses. Right. Even then you have to look at the laws in your state, direct access for you and all that other stuff.
0: Yes. So, so I've been thinking about that. And I think my priority kind of shifted instead of building my online business right now yeah. to instead building an online business of coaching with my mom's clinic. So integrating them to- together
1: okay. now. I like it.
0: Instead of integrating it together two years from now.
1: Right. So giving yourself that permission and the focus and bringing things into action steps in reality and saying that, why, why do I need to wait? I'm here now. I know what my interests are. I'm beginning to pursue them. Why can't I keep pursuing them? Yes.
0: So so I made, I'm making that, that goal from 2016 more urgent and important. Yeah. To tie in back to, to, what you're, to and your analogy. Bob, right. I
1: want to rewind one second to what you said when you first started this segment. Just the fact about you took time to look back at a goal you wrote down in 2016.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: One, the fact that back in 2016 you were writing your goals down because it's something you wanted to achieve, you wanted to do, and you went after them. You took action towards those goals. Just as importantly, you saved those goals.
0: Mm. You,
1: have, you still have record of when you wrote that down. It's it's so fun to go back and look and reflect on those things. Yeah. And, I mean, it's so incredibly important. I, I'm constantly reminded of how immature I was.
0: <laughs>
1: and what I mean by that is in these times of relative and in, intense self-development and pursuit of knowledge, of understanding of who you are and who you want to be... Mm-hmm. There's an immense amount of growth that goes on. And it's power. It's a very powerful experience to look back three, four months in time. And, yeah, you might be good. You might be towards the top of your class, whatever. Um, yeah, you might have these different qualifications. But, man, those three months ago, or I'm talking about myself now, when I started this semester three and a half months ago,
0: mm-hmm.
1: compared to the man I am today, I was immature back then interesting compared to now in terms of it's i keep going through a continuous process of refining my focus changing who i am changing what i want to do and really refining my vision and better aligning my actions to follow that vision for myself
0: yeah and and then point to, to follow that is like i'm sure three or four years ago you, you already had the the broad vision of where right. you wanted to go, right? right. And then as you progress, Very broad. And it, yeah, yep. you keep changing it, And And as years you progress, you chiseled away way uh, to make that po- perfect quote unquote sculpture of yeah. your vision, right? Yeah. So for, for me, I, I, I can't start off and say, oh, Bob, you're gonna start an online clinic with your mom's clinic, you're gonna do it together, you're gonna have all these funnels, websites, sales channels, all these things. No, that, that's too specific. For yeah. me to start out as right, my my 2016 goal was, oh, I'm gonna have a clinic, I'm gonna have an online portion business, and that was it, right? Yeah. And then as the years progress, as the months progress, with self reflection, and just just I guess self development too, you really figure out exactly where you want to go, yeah. And if if and as you chisel away the pieces to make the 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 statue clearer, you realize if that path is 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 what makes you satisfied or not. Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: So, But I would, I would also say, that, and that's a fantastic point, that you start to realize that path. Yeah. I would also say that it's okay to dream details to start. You don't always need to start broad. It's okay to have a vision yeah, that you're not completely locked into because you start chipping away at that sculpture, man, and you've got a master plan in your head. But, like, any good clinician, any good artist, any good anybody, they're constantly reflecting. Yes. So as you start that process, you see a new angle and say, ooh, it can be better this way. Oh, I can change this. Let me look at this slight altercation. Yeah. So as you continue to work, you're continuing to refine the process.
0: Yeah. And, and to add on to that, if you have your beautiful sculpture 80% done, a bowling ball could come out of nowhere and smack it. That's and true. And completely destroy it. Right? That's true. You, you, I could get hit by a car and be per- paralyzed. Right. Paralyzed, and I'll yeah, be don't. bound. Yeah, please Right. Knock on wood. I don't. Absolutely. Um, but then, what do you do? Right. Right. Then, what 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 happens if your sculpture is completely destroyed? All your plans for life, they're they're shattered. Yeah. What do you do? And you, you, you probably start over, right? You probably find a new, new block. And you know, a lot of people start again.
1: in their mind, they have their low. They have their point of, oh, if this mm-hmm. if this happens to me, I'm never going back. You know, a lot of stories about, um, people who. You know, they're these outdoor adventure people. They love what they do in life. And they get in this freak accident and they're paralyzed, half paralyzed. Yeah. And in their mind, when they're healthy and young and doing their thing, they would have said, oh, you know, if I was, if I was paralyzed, I, I would die. I couldn't do it anymore. I'd fold. Because they can't conceptualize their life anymore. Yeah. But if people have a determination, it might not be ideal. It might be a crappy situation. But at the end of the day, you just got to keep going forward.
0: Yeah. No, um, I was listening to a podcast. I don't know the full details, but it was with Rus- Russell Brunson, and he talked about how in his hometown he had this guy who was a paraplegic. He would be in his wheelchair every day, um, and whenever Russell would see this guy and ask how he, would do- how he was doing, he would always reply without a beat, I'm doing awesome, Russell. Yep. Right? And so many of us, the point of the podcast was so many of us when we were asked how we're doing, or we say, oh, I'm good. Oh, I'm doing okay.
1: Right. But The typical monotone answer.
0: Yes. And and that's different from, I'm doing awesome, Russell.
1: Absolutely. Right? Um, that changes everything.
0: Yeah, exactly. It, it, and then the other person receiving that would be like, oh, what happened to you today?
1: Right. <laughs> um, right as if we're not made to be awesome. Yeah, ex-
0: exactly. Like, um, I tried this with some of my friends, Like uh, like I was walking down. Um, the parking lot. I saw somebody. She she asked me how I was doing. I said, "Oh, I'm doing awesome today." And she's like, "Oh, what happened to you today?" <laughs> I was like, "I don't know. Life is just good. Life is just there amazing." There go man. Right? I like it. So, I I encourage I encourage you, Nick. Maybe try that out. Somebody asks you how are you doing. You say, "I'm doing awesome. I'm doing yeah. amazing." So I, absolutely.
1: I, 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 and, uh, and even if yeah. you don't believe it in the moment, you start convincing yourself of that. Yeah. And then it turns into your reality. And I mean, I I've had moments like that all the time where, you know, people drag into these not nah, I've made myself into a little bit more of a morning person because I have to be but people drag themselves into these 8 a.m lectures and stuff they're kind of tired and stuff you get in there early and like you know they say like hey how's it going whatever like they're half asleep and I'm like man this is so like I'm doing great like I just woke up it was still dark I was able to see the like the moon outside bright and beautiful then the like watch the sunrise just barely come up and stuff they're like wow You had some energy in the morning, man. Good for you. Huh. But it's like... There's always going to be unideal situations in life. Yeah. You know why, Bob Ching? Why? Because of homeostasis. Interesting. It's the biological word for your body, your system, trying to stay in equilibrium. So as your environment adapts and changes, the idea of homeostasis is that you need to be able to self-regulate. I need to be able to self-regulate myself to stay in balance of who I am. So we're made to constantly adapt and change. Just our constant adapting and changing is a self-regulation, us keeping ourselves in check. So a lot of people think by keeping themselves the same, by keeping themselves kind of ready, prepared, um, but staying true to their self and their identity isn't changing. It absolutely is. Your environment is changing all the time. And it takes a flexibility to change, to respond to that environment.
0: Yeah, it takes people that needs, they need to adapt yeah. in order to, to, to move with the environment. Absolutely. Right? It's just like with big businesses, for example, Toys R Us. Right? Okay. They, they shut off. They, they're completely gone. Actually, uh, actually, how about Black I don't Buster? even know. Blackbuster. Do you oh, know <laughs> Blackbuster? No. Black, Black, Blockbuster? Blockbuster. You know the, fil- the old film store? Yes. Yeah. They completely went out of business. Way out of business. Because... They decided that putting movies online mm-hmm. was not the way to go. They, they thought that customers, time. Yeah. yeah, they thought that customers liked to come into, to the blockbuster book I think it's Blockbuster. Blockbuster, Whatever however you pronounce it, because yep. either way, this is an example of how old they are. Yeah. <laughs> they, they said that customers like coming into stores and not looking on movies online because they like to, to run into their neighbors. Yep. finding movies. Yep. That's a completely absurd reason. Right? <laughs> and Bob's like, I don't like any of my neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> well, I might be I like my neighbors, but that, that's a completely absurd reason because right. people can, can be at home, yep. they're butt naked, yep. they pick up their remote, click a button, and they see a movie. Right, right? and you don't want to be butt naked with all your neighbors. That's, yeah, but instead, Blockbuster, Blockbuster, however you pronounce it, they weren't adapting. They were like, yeah, I think uh, people want to come here to meet their neighbors to see th- what movies they're watching, so we're going to keep on Having these movies just on the shelves yep. and not put them online, so they didn't adapt to the to the shifting economy of the internet, yeah. right? And they went out of business. Same thing with Toys R Us. Toys R Us has been shutting down left and right, yeah, because Amazon has been taking over um, the, the the toy distribution, right? Right. When the internet came out, uh, Toys R Us gave Amazon the permission to to do all the distributing of the toys online. Yeah. So eventually, Amazon grew big enough to.
1: Just overpower that yeah, yeah overpower Toys the rest. so again not being able to adapt yes to situation yeah
0: and and it's sad right but going to Toys R Us you, you have kids play with the toys that's gonna be gone it's gone gone forever yep but um that's the the moral of the story you gotta adapt or you're gonna die well y- yes yeah. you, you get me but I like it I, yeah. I mean again like every other thing that we talk about in this podcast it's so hard Uh, so hard to do but so easy to say
1: absolutely Um, yeah and that's bob and i right now we get the luxury of once a week for an hour or so hanging out talking chatting up a storm taking this time to reflect in our lives but this is stuff that we attempt to and struggle with and imperfectly live out each day yeah we do our best we do our best like 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 the, the
0: amazing example, like I'm feeling amazing. Yeah. Sometimes I do it. Sometimes I say, oh, yeah, I'm doing good. Other times I say, oh, I'm doing amazing. I'm doing awesome. Yep. Right? It's, it's, it's hard to do it constantly, but this really grounds me to remind me, oh, yeah, Bob, don't, don't forget to do that. Uh, just, just saying it will bring energy to you and to the other person.
1: Yeah. Right? What, uh, I, what I love saying to people when I'm actually feeling down, kind of just, just not doing great, but wanting to get better me Hindic how you doing rolling with the punches, man, making it happen uh, and so again it's it's acknowledging that like, yeah man it, it's fair that you're not doing you you're you're not at your hundred percent yeah, but I'm making it happen i'm getting through, and i'm actively working to make it better for myself yeah
0: definitely and and this is a good transition of uh what I want to talk about yeah. really quickly um, something that so today I've been really i guess introspective about myself and something that I really struggle with uh that I would like to do more better at yep is not saying no for another person before they say yes or no
1: so I'm not following
0: so not saying no for the other person okay myself so so here's an example so oh yeah, th- there's example. this there's this uh you're at a bar there's a girl right and she's she's a a very
1: attractive a very attractive girl yep Yep.
0: and you think to yourself yeah bob she's gonna say no so you said no for her and you didn't ask her right even even though she could have said yes even though she could have said no right that that's the same thing with like when you're trying to do physical therapy with a patient yeah right a patient. Uh, has this whole, you want to give him a home exercise program, but you think think to yourself, oh, he's not going to do it. So you just don't give it to him. You say no to the, for the other party before they can tell you yes or no. Right. Right? That's something that I struggle with. Um, In what situations, Bob? What situations do you struggle with that in? So there's two main situations. One situation is with selling. Yep. Selling is essential uh, and you might be thinking, oh, selling, that's so sleazy, right? Everything that we do is has, has some sort of selling. Like if you want to go to the movies yep. and you want to convince your friends, oh, let's go watch Wreck-It Ralph 2. It has all the Disney princesses. It's colorful. It's animated. You're selling them, right? Okay. Right? Um, but for me, I say
1: no for the other person before I even ask them, before okay. even I try to attempt to sell them something. So saying no for the other person, is that synonymous with having a large doubt in your mind about the outcome? Yes and no. Okay. The no
0: part is, I feel like I'm gonna get rejected, and, yep. and I guess that comes in with the doubt. I feel like I'm gonna get rejected, and um, it's gonna hurt. Okay. Right. I don't want to be hurt, so I'm just gonna say no for for the person,
1: so I don't. Right. Get if hurt. you don't ask, you don't feel rejected. Yeah, and I don't like that. I don't like that about me. You don't like that mentality that you shy away from the que- asking the question. Yes.
0: Yeah. That's the first scenario. The second scenario is, is I guess with, with girls. Okay. Right. So I say no, before I even ask if they want to like hang out. Yep. Does that make sense?
1: Um. And today, one of my friends... it makes sense that you. What well, you said makes sense. It doesn't make sense that we do it. it. Doesn't make sense that we do it. It doesn't make sense how often. We say no for other people, to exactly yeah. your point. We need to let other people say no for themselves. Yes. So, so help me out, Nick. Yeah, keep, keep going, Bob. Keep going. But,
0: but I, I mean, I, I'm struggling with this, and I want to try my best to to somehow uh, do some, some sort of repetitions to yeah. help me overcome this, right? Yeah. Because repetition is, is the key to, to, to doing anything. Repetition
1: like, is the mother of all learning.
0: Yes. For For example, driving. Yeah,
1: start of the summer. No idea how to drive. Yeah, I got my. Thank look, God you're better now. Yeah, for all the people on the roads out there. <laughs> the,
0: the first time I drove, I didn't know what I didn't know how to look at the the mirrors on the side. Oh boy! So it was dark at night, and <laughs> I was on the highway. And <laughs> first time driving, dark at night. Right, dark at night. Yep. Um, it was like 11 p.m. Dark at night. There's there's cars driving, and I didn't know how to change lanes. But I had to go outside, right? So I had to go like out my lane. I was like, yeah, I don't know if there's cars, but I'm just going to go. So I just turned my oh, wheel.
1: Oh, shit. <laughs> I should have said on the air. Oh, man, Bob Jen. I, I, I turned my wheel, and
0: I almost hit this guy. Oh so... Um, that oh. was a poor experience, but... So, so, so the guy, like, just was honking at me, and then he did, a, like, a brake check on me. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't a good, a good experience. And then I stopped driving for, like, two years after that. Until the <laughs> summer. Until the summer.
1: <laughs> so... Oh, my goodness. Um, you know how people have fun facts when they introduce themselves? Yep. That should be, like... Not, like, your first fun fact, because that would be intimidating, but, like, a couple fun facts later. Uh,
0: yeah, that, that would be a fun fact. Maybe two truths and a lie. Yeah, may, maybe. That would be a great one. But then the first... um. First time I drove after that yep. was I was going to my clinical affiliation in the summer. Yep. Um I had to go on the highway and that first day it was pouring rain. Yep. Like it, it was it was just scary. I I didn't know how to drive but my dad was next to me. Okay. So we drove I drove like 10 miles an hour on the highway yep. while everybody was <laughs> going 40. So um but then and then a week after that I drove again and go. I drove by myself this time. Yep. It wasn't raining, it was sunny. I drove 50 miles at like everybody else yeah and now i can drive there you go right because i i drove every single day yep to my to my clinical yeah to, to my uh job for the summer and the thankfully clinical. didn't hit anybody or yourself yeah th- thankful i'm safe Things. thank <laughs> goodness um but it, it's all about repetition right absolutely I, i'm sure if, if i never went on my clinical and i never got a car to, to drive there yeah. i probably wouldn't still be one able to drive yeah I still would ha- be having those nightmares of me hitting the guy on the side yeah. and then that guy break-checking me.
1: And he might have the same nightmares.
0: <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Uh, that, was, that was a hard night. Yeah. Um, but, but going back to the point, repetition, right? To yeah. overcome this disbelief, this, belief, this false belief that I'm
1: holding for myself. And I, Bob, I love that idea. I love the idea of repetition to overcome a false belief. Mm-hmm. Because what you're doing is your providing evidence for yourself you know they say fear okay f-e-a-r stands for false evidence appearing real okay so you're bringing true evidence to the board you're saying whatever this is let me test this theory just like just like that's you know simple scientific question i've got a hypothesis my hypothesis is stupid and preventing me from doing what i want to do it's limiting belief Mm -hmm. but let me test that so you have your hypothesis. Okay. And you say, okay, how can I try this? Let me ask this girl out. Yeah. Yeah, you know, okay, sweet. That's one piece of data. Let's do it again and again and again and see what happens. So so by having the repetition, repetition means you have to take action. So you repeatedly repeatedly an action to find out if this fear, if this limiting belief in your head is real or not. Yeah.
0: I, I agree. I, I agree. Like, taking it back to science, you, you test it and see if, yeah. it's, if it's real. If, if fear is real. And most of the time, it's not. I mean, logically, I know. Right. But emotionally, I'm like... Oh, emotionally,
1: fear is terrifying. Yeah. But when, when you break it down, Bob, the only place fear exists is in our ideas of the future. Let me let me add on to that. Okay. So fear is the idea of the future. Is that fear what you're saying? the only place fear can exist is in your idea of the future. So when you're in the present moment right here, what do you have to be afraid of? I, I don't know. Maybe a rock falling on me. But it hasn't fallen on you yet. <laughs> okay. So it's the future, right? Yes. Oh yes, you're right. Are you afraid of anything in the past?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: No. Probably if anybody not. says, if anybody listens to this podcast says you're afraid of the past, you're lying to yourself. You're afraid of something bad that happened in the past happening again. Huh. You're afraid of something else happening in the past continuing to exist. Interesting. You're not afraid of the past. You're not afraid of the present because... Why? Because you have certainty. Because it's either happening now in front of you or it's already happened. You can't be afraid of something if you know it. Okay. You're afraid of something because you don't know because it's in the future because you're not sure how it's going to affect you huh okay so so so
0: so let's go let's go back to a practical example for for, for all right for everybody's sake yeah so i'm afraid of a future right so okay. so I'm, I'm i'm asking somebody out for example perfect so i want so, to hang, wanna hang out
1: wonderful lady yep asking her out so, in your mind, you're nervous, you're afraid, you fear that situation. Yep. And what's... Bob, just how you, like, peeling back layers of an onion to ask the why question. For, like, why, why are you here, what's your purpose, all this stuff, and get a deeper layer. Why are you afraid of that? Why are you afraid to ask this girl help? Um, she says no. What does that mean? What is her saying no symbolize to you?
0: Hmm, that's a good question. Uh... Uh she doesn't like who I am. Okay. Or oh actually this okay. this so dig it even further. Even further. Um I'm not competent enough.
1: So it goes from her not liking who you are yep. to that instantly reflecting that you're not competent enough. Yes. Why does you not feel incompetent enough? Why does that matter? How why does that affect you?
0: Why does me not feeling competent yeah. matter?
1: Why does, it, why does it affect you?
0: Why does it affect me? Yeah. Um, it affects me. All right, I'm going to turn on my logical side real quickly. Okay, sure. Just, just, just to throw stuff out there, and yeah. then for me, I guess, the process. Definitely. So everything that we, we talked about, Yeah. words, fear, yeah. Um, uncertainty, Yeah. all those things. Right, they're words. Yes. That we as humans attach meaning to them. Yes. So they're symbols. Yes. So if if you break that apart, what exactly is that? They're just words and meanings, right? Yeah. Yep. They're, they're nothing, right? So 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 the dots. So my thoughts specifically of oh, I'm gonna feel incompetent. Of I'm gonna take that thought of you're gonna feel incompetent. Take that word, mm-hmm. and the and the meaning of it, and you separate it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's that's not actually real. That, that that's just a word and a meaning. It, it's nothing, It's not a bear that's gonna claw you and eat you, or or a car that's gonna come at you.
1: So what? So what you're getting at is that it's nothing because it has it doesn't have dwelling in reality yet, because it's nothing. It's not physical. It's not in front of you. Yes. It's just an idea.
0: Yes, like, like the future, like what okay.
1: you're talking about. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I like that. So, that's the logical side of it.
0: Yeah. And, and now, now the question for me, I guess, becomes uh,
1: I, I, I peeled back the onion. Yeah. Right? Uh, well, will, let's keep peeling back one more layer. Okay. Let, let's, yeah. Yeah. One more layer. So, you're feeling like you're not competent. Yep. Why does that affect you? Why, why, do, why is it important to feel like you're competent?
0: Why does it feel like... Why, do, why is it important for me to feel like I'm competent? Yeah.
1: Because... I don't know. It's because everybody says so. Everybody says so. So it's important for you to feel confident. Competent. Because of the way other people view you. Huh.
0: You're right. Hey, this, you know what this goes back into? What's that, book? Two, two episodes we talked about. Everything goes back into your status. Or, or uh, like, every decision you make an increase of status decrease of status yeah so i feel like me getting rejected
1: is a decrease in status
0: and then me feeling confident is a decrease in status okay um yes okay does that make sense
1: yeah absolutely what if what if just for a second mentally and play with me mentally for the next like 2 minutes
0: okay this this is this is getting deep yeah the other, um, for a research study, we're doing. As, as a side note, yeah, I've never been this vulnerable to Nick before.
1: Yeah, So I appreciate that, Bob. All right, th- this just want to put that kudos out. Kudos to you, my friend, um, and to the millions listening.
0: Well, potentially.
1: Potentially millions. The potentially listening. billions. There you go. <laughs> there are that many people on this earth. Um, the other day, we were testing our max weight we could lift. For both bench and for overhead press for research studies we're going to be doing for physical therapy. Okay. We failed. Okay. We failed. There was, in the process of doing that, there was weight that we tested that we could not lift. Yes. Agree? Yes. What was your reaction to that internally?
0: Oh, that sucks.
1: It sucks. Yeah. Right? But once you finally lifted that really heavy weight, what did it feel like then? At least I did it. <laughs> at least he did it. Yeah. At least he did it. So in the process of going from, oh man, that sucks, to at least I did it, you're testing the waters. You're, you're trying to figure out exactly where you're at. And I think people so often have a different connotation. You know, people are out there doing, ben- let's just go bench presses, because man, everybody out in the world loves to bench press. Okay. And I think it's an overdone exercise. A- every anyways, Every male... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're doing bench press. They get to nine reps, whatever. They're feeling strong. They get to ten. They can't quite squeeze out ten. But, like, oh, man, they're shaking. They're quivering. They're having a hard time. They're like, oh, re the weights. They failed. They didn't get to ten. They had a failure. But you know what? They feel good. You know why they feel good? Because they gave it everything they got. So they still failed. They still got yeah. that external feedback of, You didn't do it. Yeah. But they changed the context. They changed the association in their mind for what that has meaning for them. Interesting. They feel successful because they provided themselves an opportunity to give it everything they got. Interesting. So So why can't more people, including myself, including yourself, more often have the same connotation in the gym... The failure, because we know that failure, in terms of maximal loads, leads to growth. You have to overstimulate to lead to growth. So why can't we have that connotation in our minds that when we fail, not just in the gym, lifting weights, but anywhere else in life, that it leads to growth? And why can't we see that as a success? So what if, what if Bob Chang, you in your mind, now don't say it out loud because she might be listening on the podcast, the girl that you like, right? Think of her in your mind. Okay. And if you got a couple, just think of your favorite one. I don't know. Um, <laughs> asking her out. She looks at you. She says something cute, but basically, no. Then Think of yourself smiling and saying thank you to her. Hmm. It's weird, right? Hmm. It's weird. You're, you're not... And I'm not pretending, like... Like, for anybody listening to this podcast, this is not my relationship advice. This is not saying, like... <laughs> this
0: is not, uh... This, Nick, is, not like, this yeah. is not,
1: like, pick up lines 101.
0: Yeah, this is not, like, Nick and Bob's uh, dating show, a weekly dating show, yeah. Yeah, no,
1: right. not at all. Um, that would be a... There would be a totally different set of advice for that. That would um, be a
0: private, private show.
1: There we go. Um, <laughs> but just the... But changing the connotation in your mind to you did something... You got some feedback that might have not been ideal. Other than you got a response, your own feeling associated with that, was, thanks for the opportunity. Thanks for the challenge.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: Now, as you think about that, Bob Chang, if you took those ideas to heart, would you change your actions in the future? If you, took, if you change your connotation, whether it's with asking a girl or other things in your life, yep. would that lead you to take different action?
0: Yeah, I think the, the question, I guess, if I was to re- re-ask it, yeah. if you weren't saying no for the other person, yeah, would that change the things that you do? Is that basically That is the, a question. the question, yeah. And yeah.
1: You would. Right. How would it be different?
0: I'd be reaching more goals I'd be doing more things. Yeah, and I wouldn't be
1: afraid. Then what's holding you back?
0: What is holding me back from from doing this? Yeah. Hmm.
1: What's holding you back? Why do you so desperately want to say no for other people? That's a good question.
0: So, let me give. I mean, I I don't want to make an excuse. Yeah. But I'm gonna give, yep, a, give little a little audience answer. Live, li, li, uh, I'm gonna give a little backstory. Okay. So Ever since I was young. Um, yep. I don't know if I, I talked about this, but but my, my parents uh, they got divorced when I was two years old. Yep. Um, my my household, I guess I don't I don't know if it was the best household. Um, it wasn't like they were doing drugs and they were throwing things everywhere. Yeah. Well, may, maybe I don't know if they're throwing. I don't know. <laughs> um. Either way. Either way, they weren't doing drugs, hopefully. Um, I had four, four or five brothers, uh, and they are all around 20 years older than me. Yep. So I grew up with my dad. I lived with my dad. He had a babysitter take care of me for 10 years. Um, and he was always the shy, reserved guy. Okay. And he would always teach us, you don't want to embarrass yourself. Uh, if you do embarrass yourself, I'm going to stick my hole not. I'm gonna stick my head inside of a pothole to okay. get rid to of to shy my, away to shy away from that embarrassment
1: until people stop looking at you.
0: Yes, so I don't want you to do that.
1: Okay. I don't want you to do anything. Um, so nothing. Don't do anything to make yourself notice. Was the lesson you got? Yes.
0: Okay. That was the value instilled in me, and, and I hated that. Yeah. Um, and my and mom, you could tell
1: that early on that you hated that.
0: Well, not well recently.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, so. Yeah.
0: Recently, right, um I, I grew up getting that value i never I never knew that I got that value right um, there was this there was one time when my brother like most of my brothers are are quote unquote i guess introverts and got the same values too yeah and and one of my brothers had a hard time getting getting friends in high school, yeah, so my my dad has this huge antique collection, um, and in one of the the table drawers he had what kind of antiques billions of antiques okay random stuff so paintings stamps whatever tons okay tons I don't know if they're worth any money he thinks that they're worth millions probably not (laughs) Um, but one day my my brother he had a hard time making friends in high school and in one of the table drawers my dad had all these antique coins yeah so my brother decided that he was gonna take those antiques uh, those antique coins and and go to go to school and and give them out to people to, to be their friends Right, so, so to pain people, to to be their friends yeah. with with that, right? Okay, um, wow. and that goes to show, I guess, how how quote unquote introverted and
1: and shy and and those values really instilled into us. So yeah, the value of not just being intro introverted and shy, but embarrassed and not wanting to be ashamed.
0: Yeah, and and one thing my dad always says, which. Which I hate. I mean, I love my dad. Don't get yeah. me wrong. So but, you
1: love him as a person, but you yes. don't agree with his, his philosophy. Yes. Yeah.
0: Well, one thing he 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 always says is, is what are they going to think?
1: That's
0: mm. that's something he always says. Yeah. And first of all, who is they? Right. And and second of all, why do they care? Why, why do I care what they think? Right. There you go. Um. Now on the other side of the spectrum, my mom is the exact opposite. <laughs> All right. so my mom if she says she's gonna do one she's gonna do one if, if she's gonna do something she's gonna do something yep and it doesn't matter if she's gonna embarrass herself it doesn't matter if she's gonna be a laughing stock she's gonna do it does right? not matter if she if she wants if you want something she's gonna cut the line and get it right? <laughs> she, she's that kind of person right she's not uh she doesn't follow by the rules <laughs> yep and i mean you met my mom right oh she, yeah. she's a little you said entertaining
1: man her bamboo wine was strong
0: Yes her bamboo of strong um but she she's the crazy type she's the she's the i'm gonna do it uh, I don't care what people think um who cares if they laugh at me who cares if um I, I do that and and it doesn't work yeah right um and and I moved in with her around ten years old, so ten to eighteen, I moved in with her yeah um I guess then some of her values kind of rubbed onto me, yeah, and that's why I guess why I'm here today. Um, so, so it's a balance between my dad's values and my mom's values.
1: Yeah. And that's such a very stark dichotomy for yourself to balance too.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. Right. Um, and of course I'm, I'm still, I I don't like my dad's personality. Yeah. Again, I, I do love my dad. Um, I'm trying to minimize that as much as possible, but I feel like where that's most prevalent that's still active. Yeah. Right. Is this idea of me saying no for the person.
1: Right, I think that's where it's sent from, my, my childhood. And I, I think that that's, that's a sticking point for a lot of people. A lot of people are afraid of the way that other people view them. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. No,
0: I, it's hard. Yeah. Go, going back to what we just talked about, it's, it's hard to, to do. Right? It's easy to talk about. It's hard to do. Actually, I don't know if it's easy to talk about for you.
1: It's... Um, it's one of those things that's easy to talk about for me because it's important to talk about for me. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I, I agree with that. Um, and then going back to your question of what's holding me back. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's, again, it's that fear of, of other people. Yeah. But then, my mom's side is kicking in about like, oh, why do you, what do you care about what, what Jay, what Jay thinks. Yeah. Or what Johnny thinks. Or what, Juliana thinks. Yep. Why am I using J names? I don't know. I don't know, um, but it's working. But it's working. It's, it's, a, good, it's a good analogy, I guess. Um, now, the question for me, I guess, is how do I overcome
1: that? Yeah. And you brought up this idea of repetition. Yes. So how does repetition play into it for you? I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's
0: the. I guess that's why I brought it onto this podcast, yeah. to, to really talk about it. Because I, I never really had room to talk about it. Yeah. Um, going back to my family example, I never expressed my feelings to my dad. Yeah. And I never expressed my feelings to my mom. So I never had an
1: outlet to talk about feelings and emotion and be vulnerable to my parents. Right. Other oh, than if it's got to be challenging for you too and for a lot of people to say, hey, here's a situation I'm vulnerable in. Let me be even more vulnerable and open up to somebody to talk about how vulnerable I am. Right? Because <laughs> yeah. that's kind of what's going on right now. Yeah.
0: Huh. So, I don't know what to do. Um, okay.
1: And, and I guess that, that's why we're here, right? That's why we're yeah. talking about it. So, I got a game plan for you, Bob. Okay. Um, now, so again, your idea of repetition. Repetition and changing things up. Um, the timing is a little bit non-ideal right now, considering it's the end of semester. People are about to go back home. But it's December 14th today. So, one shout-out to my little brother. It's his birthday today. So, let's turn a... Big old twenty-two years old. Oh wow! Yeah, happy birthday. There we go. <laughs> happy birthday. Are uh, you getting him a cake? Yeah, we got him something today. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, moving on from that. So it's mid-December. I think I'm gonna propose a goal for you. Okay, let's hear it. By the end of January, you're gonna ask five girls out. That's uh it's rough. I don't know. I don't know. Um, with the, with this stipulation of if one says yes, you obviously don't have to keep asking others out. Okay. And here's my thought um, behind that. Yeah. Just getting in reps. Might as well. Might as well. And this can, this doesn't, these don't have to be necessarily girls here. These can be girls from back home. Okay. Yeah. And again, I, I, want, I want to hear your thoughts, hear what... You, you have to think about this. I don't want to necessarily lock you into something, but the reason I'm saying that is because it's getting past the zone of being comfortable. It's it's pushing your realm of, this is a situation I am not sure I can do. I'm nervous. I'm incredibly nervous about it, but I'm going to give it a try anyway. So I'm going to tell you my thoughts. Yeah, please All right. do. So
0: in my mind is like, Oh my God, Bob, you, you can't do that. What if, what if you, you waste your time? What if you get rejected? What if, yeah. what, if all, what if, what if, what if, what if, right? right. right. All these what ifs. Um, but number one, I was, I was vulnerable and yep. we came up with a solution, right? I, I seek yep. help. I seek help from you. Yep. I was vulnerable and potentially we're going on a path that can help me overcome this false belief. Potentially. Right. Um, and that's 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 this idea of, uh, I guess this book, Brene Brown, Daring Greatly, Yeah. In order to to overcome those those gremlins, those those self thoughts of what if uh, you, you're ugly, you're you're imperfect, all these things, is by being vulnerable with somebody that you trust. Yeah. Right. And and that's this. A, Bob, you're
1: doing an incredible example of. You're not just talking about these ideas; you're living this right now. This is tough for you, I can tell. Hmm. But you're still making it happen. That's interesting, and. And this is the same exact thing with the Facebook
0: Lives and the webinars. Yeah. Um, first time I did web, uh, Facebook Live, first time I did webinar. Yeah. Stuttering like I never stuttered in my entire life before. <laughs> um, but right before this, I did a Facebook Live, completely good. congruent, completely enthusiastic, Wonderful. fun, and it was a good time, right? And, and you are getting better. And I had to be vulnerable with you saying that, oh, I suck at public speaking. I suck at recording videos live. Yeah. Um, we came up with a solution yeah, and it's and been working right. It's,
1: it's been working right fantastic. And with repetition with repetition. So again, the um, consistency is huge.
0: Yes. so let's 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 transition into uh, did you want to add anything more in, about this?
1: No, I, Bob I love this conversation. I like where we're going. Um, I think what both of us are really honing on tonight from a very different perspective is how can you bring these ideas in your head, whether they're hesi- whether you have hesitation with them or not? How can you bring them in and make them into concrete action steps? How can we hold ourselves accountable through action steps to make ourselves better?
0: Yeah. And going on to that, like th- those dots. Yeah. Right? Um, t- making them into concrete thoughts. Yeah. And and think to yourself, what is the most scary thing you can do? Okay. And then how can you make that into concrete action
1: and do it? I like that. So I like that. I think for those of you listening tonight that's something to think about yeah whether you actually do it or not or do something just sort of scary what's the scariest thing you could do and again scary in terms of i'm not saying i'm not encouraging people to jump off a cliff yeah but what's the scariest thing you can do that would make yourself a better person yeah and how can you make that into reality reality
0: 100 and and what we talked about today, with the with the asking five people out. Yeah.
1: Um, I don't know if you ever wor- read the book Four Hour Work Week. With Tim. I've read excerpts from it, and I've read the summary of it. Okay. But so big fan Tim Ferriss. T- Tim Ferriss is a great
0: guy with his podcast. He's very knowledgeable, smart. Well, um, but at the end of every chapter, there's I don't remember what it's, what it's exactly called, but there's exercises to do for like personal growth. Nice. And one of them was you go to the mall. Yep. And every pretty girl that you see or every pretty handsome male that you see, yep. you ask them for their number.
1: Wow. And when I read that, I was like... And you're about to get some weird look if, like, you see this, like, beautiful lady walking by. She's, like, holding her husband's hand. <laughs> well, that's about to get real awkward. <laughs> well, like, it's, it's every single person. No, I'm, I got you, Bob. Yeah. And when I
0: read that, I was like, yeah, that makes me scared, but I'm probably not going to do it. <laughs> um, yep. I want. I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but but let's transition to talk about the book a little bit. Yeah. So uh, you said two weeks. You want a hiatus for two
1: weeks. Um, yeah, I want a hiatus for until finals are. Whew. So that's after. So this week. Yes, after this week. Okay. So so next week. So next week when we meet, we'll talk about where we want to go with the book. Okay. Cool. And then we we could can we talk about the five hundred dollar thing? Absolutely. So Bob, tell us about tell myself tell. People listening about what you did last week. So,
0: basically it was to just talk about more stories on Facebook Live. Um, I've been doing that. I've been doing my stories. Nice. And just sharing things. Yeah. Of course, I'm still not an expert. Uh, I still can't think about stories on the spot, but but I'm doing the repetitions, right? And how are the repetitions going for you? They're hard. Okay. Uh, There's resistance, but I'm doing them. Resistance in what way? Resistance as in... Bob, you're wasting your time. Yeah, the self-talk Bob, resistance. Yes.
1: Okay. And, and that's something, I guess, everybody has. And, um, again, like any, any good PT treatment we do, anything is about test, treat, retest. So you got the idea. You got the self-talk going on in your head. Keep going through these repetitions. Yep. As you keep going through the repetitions, does that self-talk change? Is it getting less frequent? Is it getting less severe? Yeah. If it is, you're going down the right path, my friend. Um, but, Bob, you're living a great example to a lot of people out there of, I'm going to try this new thing. Oh, my gosh, I didn't get instantly better. The world must be over. I must be doing everything wrong. I must change every direction of my life. No. You tried something. You don't know if it worked or not. You've got to stick with it. Yeah. I think you've got an inclination that it is working and it is getting better.
0: I think so too, yeah. to be honest. Um, but for, for next week, yeah, for next what week. I want to do. So, so I got the check back. You got the check right? back. Um, what I want to do next week. Um, so right now I'm in the process of doing the marketing side for my mom's acupuncture business. Nice. So I'm, I'm building on a website. Uh, I built out a sales page. That's great. Kind of thing. Um, one thing that I want to do. What scares the heck out of me mm-hmm. is forming what's called. So this this might help with with like business, yeah. like knowledge too. It, it's called what's called the Dream One Hundred List. Okay, and a Dream One Hundred List is basically finding a hundred people that have your ideal patient,
1: your, your ideal client. Right. Okay. So, so a hundred people in the position that you could be in, that you want to be in.
0: A hundred people that have an audience. Yep. So maybe. A doctor down the down the road who yep. has all these patients, yeah, right. That that can be for you. Uh, a personal trainer down the road that has all these people with knee pain, okay, right. Uh, a local gardener who has all these people with low back pain, yep, right. Find the one hundred of those people, and then you build connections with them.
1: Yep. And what was the name of that list called again?
0: Dream one hundred. Dream one hundred. Dream one hundred. Okay. Um, you find all these people, you yep. send them gifts, uh, with with no expectations of return. Yeah. Right, you send them like objects, like funny pandas, right? Okay. Stuffed pandas. And do you
1: have a message with this at all?
0: Yeah, it's a message of hey, I'm I'm uh, I'm Bob. I'm I'm a PT I'm down the line. I just don't want to con- connect and Yo. all those things, things like that. You send messages. You, you provide value. Yeah. Uh, you build this connection, and eventually, when you need something. Yeah. You already have that connection built. You already do right.
1: you already dug your well before yeah. you're thirsty. You've laid the foundation. Right. And I like a, that analogy. You've dug your well before you're thirsty.
0: Yep. And once you, you need something, you could ask, Oh, would you mind sending me some patients? And and they're like, Oh yeah, I remember that guy. He sent me a, a fluffy, fluffy panda, fluffy dog. Uh he gave me <laughs> some patience. Yeah, I'll send, I'll refer him some patients. Yeah. And then he and then the 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 doctor or whatever, the chiropractor gives gives uh our clinic, the patients. Yeah, right. Um, so what I want to do is is in my vicinity of my acupuncture place. Yeah, I want to find ten people. Okay, just just ten clinics. Yep. I'm I'm hesitant to, to say I want to reach out to them, but I want to reach out to them.
1: So why are you hesitant? Tell me this.
0: Because
1: I'm afraid that I'm not legit. Okay, so it's not that you're nervous about the doing it in time; it's that you're worried about. It's all mental. That, it's that's all holding mental. me back. It's all mental. It's holding me so back. So physical,
0: uh, physical barriers. You a can little. do.
1: You can do the physical. Yes, it'll be I, challenging, but you can do it.
0: Yes, physical. It's good. It's all mental. Okay. It's like, oh, why would they listen to an acupuncturist? Oh, why would they refer patients to us? Oh, why would they listen to this guy named Bob?
1: Yeah. Right. It's all mental. Yeah. Um, well, let me. Let me add a little story for you, Bob. Okay. Um, When was it? Two days ago, I was down at a local hospital, and myself, again, a student physical therapist, I was given a presentation. I was given a presentation on patellofemoral knee pain, patellofemoral pain syndrome, a certain kind of knee pain. I was given a presentation to sports medical physicians and to athletic trainers, already in practice for a long time as a student physical therapist. And so you might say, okay, what does a student PT have to offer to them? Well, they want me to present to them about a diagnosis that they referred to PT often. They don't want to know what they already do. They want to know what I do. And so what I did was I started the in-service presentation discussion with them about, sweet, you guys refer 90, if not 100% of your patients with this diagnosis to PT. What happens when they get to PT? What do we do? What is the quality of care that we provide? And how can we best collaborate with you? And that was my presentation. So, of course, compared to them, I was underqualified. They have degrees. They have a lot of medical practice. I don't. But I can still provide value. Huh. As long as you provide value, you're golden. Yeah. Huh. And so that value might just be introducing people to what you do. Interesting. That might broaden their horizon. Huh. Because if... If somebody with back pain... Comes into the gro- that grocery store that you're talking about, or a pharmacy, and they're do- doing the stuff, not getting better, whatever, they're chatting up a storm with their people, and that person says, hey, by the way, check out this place I heard of. They go to this place, your acupuncture place. They come back two weeks later have the place again like oh hey great recommendation blah 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 we're great all of a sudden you got trust you got buy in so you don't always need to build the buy in the trust on the first visit on um, you don't need to build it on the first encounter it's hey here's what i do here's how i think i could add value Other well, then you let it pr- you prove it with time so even oh. the even the introduction can add value i like it I like it. That, that's the plan. That's the plan. So by next week, Bob, reiterate the plan
0: for me. So I'm going to find 10, 10 things, 10 Dream 100 people. Yep. So either other MDs, yep. either other massage place, either yep. other personal training, gardener shop, yep. any kind of people that have the Dream clients that I have, yep. which are people who have sciatica, have yep. low back pain and anxiety. Yep. Okay. Either, either the three of these people. And I'm going to try to message them. Just email them and yeah. say hello. If they don't respond, I'm doing your part, right? Yeah,
1: Yeah. good. So ten people by next week. I like it. I love it, Bob. Wow, this is this is exciting. This is a big episode. Absolutely, (laughs) a lot of groundbreaking here. So, guys, as we close up, as you're listening to this, um, ladies and gentlemen out there, please be willing to be vulnerable. Look at your fears, because so oftentimes in our life, our fear, our obstacle is the way. The obstacle is the way. It is directly an arrow showing you not where you need to go away from, not where you need to run away from, not this big, scary door, but a welcoming opportunity from where you can lead to your self-growth. Thank you for listening to Manifest Mindset.